Bonjour, ladies, and welcome to Life Reimagined. I'm Sherry Harmel, Certified Life and Career Coach and hostess of this podcast, where we will focus on how you can create your own Life Reimagined. Each week, I'll be sharing ideas, stories, and helpful tips that get you moving so that you can live rather than just dream about that life you desire. I did it, and so can you. Well, let's jump into today's episode. Carrie Harmel, life and career coach, as well as editor of Be The Real You magazine. And today's episode is titled, Women and Our Cycles, Chapters, and Seasons. Well, this was planned to be just one podcast, but once I got started writing about the chapters of our lives and that next chapter, I just couldn't stop. So this is part one. Part two is next week. Today, I was at my new apartment, or my almost new apartment, with an interesting decorator whose work I I really love. My little apartment is new and modern, but I'm a gal who loves antiques, along with the new. Gerald Pomeroy, the decorator that I invited in, is known for taking these historical Boston brownstones, old historic houses, and making them bright and beautiful. Now, I'm asking him to do just the opposite. I need him to bring character into an apartment with no character, no history, and lots and lots of light. When we were finished, though, he looked at me and he said, what a lovely way to start your next chapter. Well, his comment sort of shocked me. First, I took in a deep breath and I thought, yes, yet another chapter. How many chapters are actually going to be in my book of life? But as I walked down the street following the meeting, I embraced that, yes, this is another chapter. And honestly, I can't wait. As women, we especially seem to have many, many next chapters in our lives. I wonder, do we as women have more chapters than men because we biologically have specific cycles? Premenstruation, the monthlies with a cycle that goes on for decades, followed by premenopause and finally postmenopause. Yet, no two women experience any of these cycles in exactly the same way or even at the same age. Women's bodies have to deal with new cycles throughout our lifetimes. So maybe, just maybe, our cycles are like big themes in our lives. But let me ask you, as women, do those biological cycles that we have naturally give us the motivation to think and plan for the upcoming next chapters in our lives? Well, I'm not sure, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. I remember being a young girl, way back, on the verge of getting my period, and for some reason, I decided that once I got my period, I'd be a different person. I couldn't be specific about what it was that would suddenly change about me, but I was sure that I'd be more interesting. I might look more grown up. And suddenly, you know, suddenly my next chapter was going to be a lot more exciting than being a little girl. Now, having an older sister, I even 
next to having my period to get a sense of how my life might change once the real event happened. Note, practicing for an upcoming cycle or an upcoming chapter that we want to create in our lives is actually good. Like we all know, though, the reality of monthly cycles was nothing like I had imagined. But back to today. Cycles and seasons in our lives are usually connected to something biological or even historical. And typically those big cycles and seasons are out of our control. But the next chapters of our lives are to a great extent in our control. We are typically the authors of our next chapters. Now some chapters are long and others are short. Some are happy, some are not. Starting a new chapter is almost always an option at just about any age. Raising children or looking for your someone special are very different chapters. Pregnancy <laughs> could be its very own chapter, as could menopause. Children going to kindergarten or leaving the nest are, are new chapters. Divorce or death are usually shocking next chapters. And many of our next chapters are about creating a new version of what family and even what home actually means to us. But what's important for us to embrace is that we are in control of what we want to write in each chapter of our life. We alone decide what we want to create in our next chapter. Now, as many of you know, Minnesota was a difficult chapter for me. My daughter and son both found great partners and therefore my true purpose in returning to Minnesota no longer existed about a year after I arrived. I had bought this lovely large home that I completely renovated, but because my life had changed or the lives of my children, most of the rooms were rarely used in this house. I also had a super nasty neighbor on one side of me who sued me for something as ridiculous as not adding a window to my new garage wall that faced his yard. Yes, unbelievable. But frankly, it was overall a very sad place for me. And if it hadn't been for my wonderful college friends who I reconnected with under the guise of a book club, I would have sunk into a deep depression. But one night, while sitting alone in my office with a glass of wine and staring out at the snowy front yard, I decided that I was either going to have to accept that I'd be sad and lonely for the rest of my life as the price to be geographically closer to my children, or I was going to have to take action, get out my figurative pen and paper, and embrace yet another chapter. So the decorator was right. My move back to Boston is a new chapter, and it is completely up to me what I create in that next chapter. No matter what, I always feel that the excitement in our lives is that we have the gift of choice as we prepare for each one of our next chapters. Many of you have shared that you're coping with the loss of your partner due to a death or even a divorce. So I ask you, what could be your next chapter 
that actually could make you smile again? Is there an adventure you crave? I love adventures, and even the word makes me smile. After my own divorce, I began a new life chapter that included a love affair with Europe and specifically France. I began that chapter by joining tour groups, but very quickly that chapter evolved into solo traveling because that's what felt right to me. After decades of asking my family and especially my husband where he wanted to go, what he wanted to see, and then spending weeks creating and arranging a travel agenda that hopefully made everyone happy, I could now go and do exactly what I wanted to do. So I traveled alone. I knew I wanted to try out Paris for longer times, so I made my plan to start with a month in Paris. Well, it just so happened, it was during a January-February time, time frame when Paris got more rain <laughs> during that time period than it had for years. But I was there. I walked and walked. Honestly, I bought more umbrellas than chocolate. I took cooking classes. I learned how to shop with my little pull cart. I wrote in my journal while sitting in cafes. I ordered champagne or wine with dinner, depending on how I felt. I had my places. La Femois became my hangout. Saint-Sulpice became my church. The man who sold me bottled water always waved when I passed his shop. I learned that the word family can mean lots of different things. Once home, another trip was planned. I went to Amsterdam to find bicycles, Dutch architecture, Hans Brinker, and the silver skates. <laughs> I yearned to live in one of the homes on the canal, but I discovered that the stairs between the floors actually more closely resembled ladders than stairs. I navigated getting on the train from Amsterdam to Paris with very little French and no Dutch. But sometimes we just aren't ready for the next chapter. The very first time I returned to London after my divorce, a city that my husband and I had truly loved together and visited quite often, I cried. I even bitterly sent him an envelope with the chocolate left on my hotel pillow inside with a sad little note. Mm, look what you missed. I'm not sure he ever even received it. I didn't go back to London for several years because that chapter hadn't ended yet. Once I was healed enough to start my new adventure, I got on the Eurostar from Paris, I checked into number 16 hotel, and I had a wonderful time. But the only way I knew if I was ready to take action and get that next chapter moving was really to try it. Thinking about it didn't work. I had to actually try it. So what adventures are you putting off? What do you want to put into your next adventure chapter? Now remember, there are all kinds of adventures. Some of the hardest adventures are the ones you take when you stand in place. No car or plane ride needed. The adventure is actually where you are standing right now. It might be that you want to see if writing a book is really what you want to do. 
Truly, writing a book is at the top of many people's lists. And if this is you, sign up for that writing class. Register for the writing conference to immerse yourself in the world of writers. Put something you wrote in front of an editor to get some feedback. Show your writing to a good friend and ask for feedback. You have to pretend you are a writer to learn if you really want to be a writer. If you want to see how far your corporate or professional career might take you, dive into that adventure. Begin that next chapter, knowing that the process and certainly the ending of that chapter has yet to be revealed to you. This is actually true of all adventures. When you pretend, it's actually called prototyping in the world of engineering, you will quickly get a sense of whether you're in the right place, and if not, what's next? Do you need to learn something, master something? What is your daily life like when you pretend that you have gotten or arrived to that place where you want to be? and you're completely jazzed with the opportunities and, and the contributions that you can make. Now, we never really know, just like me pretending I got my period to see how grown up I would feel when my cycle started, we don't really know how our, our adventures will play out. And the only way to find out is to take action. But what's important about pretending is that you're actually preparing, you know, for that next new chapter. You're building what I call emotional muscles for your next chapter when you pretend you're already there. If the kids are out the door and onto their own lives, maybe your next chapter is to embrace a hobby you've always wanted to pursue. Think about how you can clear out the stuff. That's a great way to get started redecorate and repurpose the rooms that the kids will no longer use. Hobbies, dreams, activities, they all need space. So begin your next chapter on reimagining how you will use and live in your home. The artist Laurel Pulvers, check her out on Instagram. She does beautiful, beautiful work. She attended a workshop with me in Paris. She went home and turned her daughter's old bedroom into her art studio. It's fabulous. Well, when I was young, crazy story, my sister and I were often left to babysit our siblings when our parents went off to church. Scary, but I have no memory of the kids. What I do remember, though, is that my sister and I would always reimagine how we could arrange the furniture on the main floor of our house. It was crazy fun. But there's a good lesson in here for you. We reached a tipping point when we decided that we needed, as a family, a larger dining room. Much more important than a large living room. So we decided to swap the rooms. Now, our parents, thankfully, thought it was pretty funny. But what this crazy activity taught me at a young age is that we can reimagine how we use space. So the rooms in your next chapter home might look really different. And why not? When something shakes up your life, a new next chapter enters your mind. Good things like getting married, a new baby can do it. 
as well as harder emotional hurdles like relationship troubles, a divorce, or even a, a brand new empty nest. COVID was a huge event and gave all of us the time to pause and ask, is this it? Even before COVID, many of my clients over the past few years were and are still in that space of questioning, and I always have them start with self-discovery. Try it. Who is the real you, and what are you all about? You really can't figure out next chapters unless you know who you are. Now, here's a great question to ask yourself. A couple of years ago, when I was thinking of purchasing a purse that was insanely expensive for me at that time, I asked myself, if no one sees this, will you still want it? Phew, that made me really think. Probably not. If no one sees this, will you still want it? But what if the world was a place where no one ever shared what they did for a living? No one ever shared what was going on in their lives. You know, what hobbies, activities they were engaged in. What would you choose? That kind of gets to the core of it, doesn't it? Asking yourself that question gets all the opinions of others out of the picture. And pretty quickly, you'll start to learn what makes you, the real you, happy. Self-discovery has amazing benefits. I promise you, you'll make much better choices in your life when you really and truly know yourself. You know those values that you hold dear. You know your strengths and your talents. What and who matters to you? What gives you energy? How you want to spend your time? Those are all actual benefits of getting to know who you are. To learn about more about yourself, I have a little journal question for you to, to take on every single morning. And a few weeks ago, we talked about the benefits of journaling. So try this. Right at the top of each journal page for every day, write, what do I really want? And every day, finish that sentence. Don't filter. Just let yourself whatever com write down whatever comes into your mindset. Finish that sentence. What do I really want? By using that same question every single day, after a few weeks, you will have distilled down all those superfluous little bits and gotten to the core of what it is that you really, really want. And in the process, you'll figure out who you are. Now, that's exactly why my podcast, magazine, and coaching is all under the umbrella of the title, Be the Real You. We have to embrace our real and true selves to be happy, to feel engaged, feel like we're making a contribution, but most important, be ready for whatever cycles or seasons are tossed in our direction. For myself, when I began answering those questions, I want to share that I'm tentatively embracing that I really, really want to be healthier. I want to get back in shape, and I want to learn how to shift how I view food in my life. That is huge, ladies. 
and I'm going to talk about it in my next podcast. But what about you? Go ahead and share on our Facebook page. Let's each of us get started writing a new chapter in our own book of life. Now, I want to thank each and every one of you for spending your precious time joining me today. I know there are hundreds of podcasts out there, and I am so grateful that you chose to be here with me today. Now, I have an exciting announcement. Sometime in June, I'm bringing my Paris Soiree experience to you by offering you my very first Champagne Soiree. If you didn't already hear, I regularly attend a soiree put on by Nancy Perdot, who owns Salon Septiem in Paris. I got this crazy idea that because I love Nancy's Paris soirees, I thought, well, why not create my own, just online? I'm planning one per month starting in June when we'll have the opportunity to discuss a specific topic and connect with each other. I'm going to have to limit the numbers because that's the only way you will have the the space and kind of the intimacy to want to connect with each other. So right now, I'm lining up our summer guests because each champagne soiree will have a particular guest who will start out the conversation and then let us all have an active conversation about whatever that topic is. But my very first champagne soiree will be the end of June. There's not going to be any cost to attend, but what I do ask is that you invite one other woman to join us. So it's up to you to spread the word. My goal in offering the Champagne Soirees, the magazine, my coaching programs, and and even social media posts is that we continue to build Be The Real You community. It truly is a women's authenticity movement, and today, Knowing and showing up as the real you is incredibly important. This movement might just shift the world, and in a good way. So take care, everyone, and I hope to see you very soon. Abiento! If you enjoyed this episode and want to spend more time with creating your own life reimagined, you can start by taking my free mindset quiz. It's on my website, so just go to sherryharmel.com. And what you'll get at the end of that quiz is what is the number one mindset obstacle that you have that's keeping you from living your dream. Mindset is the key to living a life you love. Have a wonderful day, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye for now.